<laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I'm going to get arrested here. No, we they get, won't find we you. Jerry <laughs> had no idea that you were thinking about transferring to my alma mater, Florida State. Yeah, we all toasted one another, got ready, sip. And I went, oh my God, this is so good. You're listening to Great Stars, the podcast, your home for celebrity wine and spirits. And why do I sound so excited today? I'm very excited for our guest, guys. You don't even know. You just saw the little clips right there, but you don't even know the stuff he's going to share with us. Before I get to that, I'm your co-host, Lily Fifield. Thank you for everyone that's watching, everyone that's listening. Again, you can watch us on YouTube and you can listen across all the podcast platforms. Don't worry, you can find us. And my co-host, John John, hold on, John John. There's there's another co-host today. Who's over there with you? That's my boy, John John Jr. JJJ, hi, Triple J, how you doing today? Good, and you? I'm good, thank you for asking. I don't know, you're doing really good at this. Maybe we won't have your dad on anymore. Okay, I mean, moving on. So at the beginning of every show, we try to make sure that our listeners know there's something in for them at the end of the show. And I never know what's going on. John John always keeps it a secret from me. I don't know, he thinks I'm gonna tell people or something. But uh, Triple J, do you know anything about this? A little bit, yeah. A little, well, he tells you more than he tells me then. John, John, okay, tell our listeners and our viewers a little bit about the surprise that you're gonna give us at the end of the show. Well, listen, Grape Stars is a celebrity platform. So uh, we're gonna be honored again to give a nice gift of mm -hmm. the person we're receiving this morning. Mm -hmm. um, it's for sure it's alcohol, okay? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and it's from Kentucky. Okay. And um, it's very strong powerful and amazing. Have you been drinking it? <laughs> yes, a little bit, a little bit, but Okay, don't tell me anymore. We won't tell we won't tell the people how much of it you've had, but okay. I like it. It's keeping me intrigued and as usual, we love giving stuff away. We love to thank all of our listeners for watching and that's our way of saying thank you and what a better way than saying that with a big cheers to all of them so cheers to everyone listening thank you so much for joining us you guys you might have seen the clips there at the beginning but you don't even know what's in store for you today we got some exclusive content today for you guys john john our guest today i know he means a lot to you and what is it like are you excited he's almost on with us now yeah absolutely um you know when you grow up uh, you watch TV, you love sports, your parents put you in every sports activities and you love football, you love hockey, you love baseball. But this morning we've got the best number one draft pick of the NFL history, Mr. Terry Bradshaw. Terry wow. Bradshaw, I know everyone already watching and listening knows who he is, but let's refresh your memory just a little bit here. The first overall pick of the 1970 draft, on the field, he found sanctuary. In his arm and his anger, he found strength. But only on football's biggest stage did Terry Bradshaw find redemption and joy. 
Bradshaw's Steelers won four Super Bowls. He was the MVP in two of them. In every fourth quarter of every Super Bowl, I came through with a big play. Go to Super Bowl 14 and take that touchdown pass at the end of the game to John Stallworth. That's who I am. Hello, hello. The one and only Terry Bradshaw is joining us. Terry, how are you? Good morning. How are you? We're I've good. Got, I think got we got you out of bed. Well, <laughs> we got in last night from uh, 11 day uh, cross country uh, road trip, my wife and I, and uh, we drove 14 hours yesterday. So I, uh, I got to bed. They let all the dogs in the house. We have 10 dogs, let them all in the house. They hadn't seen us. All of them slept with us, but two. Oh uh, so God. I had to clear out a spot. My wife cleared out a spot. And I said, are you over there? She said, I am. I said, I love you. Hugs and kisses. That must be a big <laughs> bed with a lot it of love a, on it. it. Yeah, it's a huge bed. But uh, all these dogs are little miniature dogs. We have one Westie named Handsome Hank. And uh, the rest of them, are they piled up around our necks and along our side. It, it was it was kind of nice. And, uh, you know, got as much sleep as we could get. But well, I know so the feeling. Excited. Yeah, good to be home. <laughs> I know the feeling. I got a German Shepherd. Her name's Gucci. And she thinks she's probably the size of one of your miniature dogs. And she likes yeah. to sit on my neck, too, while I'm sleeping. So <laughs> you can imagine oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have a, we have a guard dog out here. We live way out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, his name is Johnny Cash. Johnny so he's Cash. a big German Shepherd from Yugoslavia. Huge. Ooh. Yeah, don't mess huge with him. dog. Ooh. No, don't. He's scary. <laughs> scary. He's scary looking. He's sweet as all get out, but he's scary looking. Mine's scary looking too, but you know, she's friendly. No one knows no. it though. That's the good thing. We I also know. got Ryan with us this morning. Ryan, hi. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us today. Thank you for joining us. And you know, for our listeners and viewers that'll be watching this, I'm sure they know Terry Bradshaw, the one and only. We got an introduction for you guys, but Tell us a little bit about this partnership. You guys partnered up a while back in Santa Monica, I hear? Yep, that's true. I'll tell you what, I always screw this up. I always get the dates out of, out of line. But the bottom line is this. Ryan got word of it, and uh, Gordon Whitener, uh, along with Ryan, they're, you know, they're, they work together. Um, through my agent, I believe, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. I've always just said, look, we had opportunity. Word got out that I, I've always wanted uh, a bourbon. Now, I, just because I always wanted a bourbon with my name on it doesn't mean you're going to get your name on a bourbon because that's a pretty serious I think if Terry um, Bradshaw ask. wants a bourbon with his name on it, Terry Bradshaw's going to get one. I know your career. You're a hard worker. You get what you want. <laughs> no, that's not true. That, no, Lily, that's totally not true. But uh, I just knew that it, it couldn't just be – it, it had to be something that was outstanding uh, or it wasn't going to work. And if it, didn't, if it didn't represent all the qualities that I wanted in a bourbon – primarily with taste, price, uh, marketing, and everything. It just wasn't going to work, and I wouldn't put the work in on it, uh, nor would I do it. And so Ryan and, and Gordon came to Los Angeles through, uh, found out that, hey, Bradshaw wants a bourbon. Hey, we can help him do that. And so they fly out to uh, Los Angeles. I'm doing uh, football for Fox um, three years ago, coming up on. And 
we sat down for our first meeting talking about your bourbon. What do you like? What's your taste? On and on and on, getting to know one another. And uh, I said, here's what I want. Here's what it's got to be. It, and all the things are just, to, it, it can be a celebrity bourbon and be a celebrity. It has to be a outstanding bourbon with some uniqueness to it because the market is filled with bourbons, whiskeys, whatever. And uh, so they said, we got it. We know what you want. And I told them the taste, the blends, I, the, the, the bourbons I had drunk through my years, the ones mm -hmm. I liked and so on and so forth. And uh, one year later, Ryan, correct me now. One year later, we meet again, and uh, the Whiskey Sommelier had put together in Owensboro, Kentucky, at Green Rivers uh, the Distillery, and they came out with two blends, and uh, no, no labels on them, no percentage of corn, uh, barley, nothing like that. And uh, so we sat down at a table in the corner, uh, my agent and I, with uh, Sean and Gordon, and they said, okay, after the chit-chatting, they put the bourbon down. We all poured a, a small shot. And we all toasted one another, got ready, sip. And I went, oh, my gosh, this is so good. Oh, I just couldn't get over how smooth and the quality of, of, the, of the taste and the smell. I went, man, this, it, it really was kind of an emotional thing because – I had been wanted to do this for so many years, but my father, God, God rest his soul, his father was an alcoholic, and my dad would not let me pursue anything like that, even though I don't have that problem. Uh, I had to respect my dad's wishes, and then, of course, my dad's now had passed away, and uh, I told my mother, and you know, I was surprised my mother was like, gave me my, gave me my blessings. I said, if I make any money on it, mother, you know I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to do things with it primarily our church and stuff like that and i had to make sure my preacher hey look this is a business thing i'm not <laughs> so it was a lot to it as i was telling you it's a lot to this and uh my name's on it first bourbon though fabulous we took a cracker or something cleaned our palate poured the next one toasted everyone said here it goes your dad's yep. gonna pinch I, you from heaven oh, terry yeah. <laughs> i know and i went oh my <laughs> god this is so good now what do i do and uh, so we settled, uh, we kept both blends. We'll come out with the second blend later. We don't need it now. But the first blend, and uh, it took another year to create the bottle. I wanted a gun smoke bottle. You know, you ever see gun smoke with a long neck and slam mm -hmm. it on the table? And I, and, I, and I wanted it to be a clean look. Uh, and so after we got the taste, we went to the design, got all that worked out. And then we got our marketing set up and then... Um, we had our big deal last year, actually, in, in Miami at the Super Bowl. We had a big bourbon tasting party. and uh, What a better place. Off and running. Yeah, it was great. Beautiful. So, so Ryan, where's that, where's that other one? Where are you guys hiding it? When are we going to see it? <laughs> so not not to, to, to let you behind the curtain too much, but the, he's right. We had two uh, match bills and two different ages. Um, they're, they both come from the same distillery. One's a little bit older, one's got a little bit different mash bill, uh, which means they just use different grains to make it. Um, the other one's gonna be more expensive and we're saving that for a reserve offering that will be 10 to $15 higher price point than the regular one that we have out now. But still nice. pretty affordable for, for what it is. 
John John's over there sipping on something. John John, is there bourbon in your coffee or what's in that what's in that cup right now? <laughs> it is, and it's early morning. <laughs> it's early morning, and it's John John. Oh, I'm drinking your. Uh, oh my your God! Drink well, he's hey, he's French. What do you expect? Hey, I don't know that Miami life, right? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, where to go? It's amazing. We're first of all, we want to thank you both of you to be on our podcast this morning. You know, as a new company on the market. It's always exciting to have uh, quality people uh, like you. I don't consider you, Mr. Bradshaw, as a celebrity, but more as an icon, you know, as a legend. And, uh, and last night, it was my, uh, I did some homework to learn more about you. You have to understand, okay, I always loved you, but I'm yeah. French-Canadian, and for us, our city, it's the Montreal Canadian. Go, Wabs, go. Got so, it. Hey, hey, got hey. It. <laughs> it, was, it was more football, but... Um, you know, I learned a lot about you yesterday, and one thing that that really touched me, it's you're really a family man, huh? Really. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Very much so. That's why, as, you, as I said, I had to respect my dad's wishes. I'd had opportunities in the past, <laughs> and I would always take them to my family. Now, a, a grown man like myself doesn't have to go to his family and say, hey, I, you know, I, can I have your blessings to do this? Because... I'm a grown man. I make my own decisions, but out of love and respect for my father and his family and the problems they'd had, I thought I couldn't do these things unless my dad gave me his blessing, which is very much what I did with my mother. And uh, she was fine with it. So that's it a good. beautiful, beautiful way of thinking. I think it's a, uh, a lot of people can learn from that and it's, it's humbling. I love it. It's, you know, I, I saw that you recently went to NASCAR and you were there with your daughter and yes. it was, I think, a very special moment. Everyone right. heard your daughter sing for a while. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, my daughter, when my girls were very, very young, I think they were six and four. And uh, I traveled so much. And when I was home, I had them, I had them you know, all to myself. Um, my wife was going to law school. And so the girls and I, we did everything together. But they had all these activities. And I was going all these activities and uh they were just doing it because their friends were doing it. they didn't care anything about it and so selfishly selfishly and i'll admit this now all you dads out there i'm coming clean here i sat them down at breakfast once again ages six and four so i sat them down at breakfast one morning they loved it when i was home because i i cooked breakfast for them they loved that so i sat them down we're we're and they drank coffee with me how about that six and four no bourbon no bourbon in there no more, no more. <laughs> so I sat there and I said, okay, girls, dad's got an idea. We're going to too many events. Uh, we got to focus here. When I was your age, all I wanted to do is play football. And, I, and when I was seven, I knew I wanted to be a football player. And I put all my energy into being a, the best football player I could possibly be. Not baseball, although I was All-American in track, that was a byproduct of being a great being great. You hear me say that? My God. Yeah, never good. Been, but good. Uh, being, being, being a, a, a good quarterback. Tell us the truth. Arm. So <laughs> that's not me, though. Uh, it came <laughs> out accidentally. Maybe it's my subconscious talk. I don't know. Anyway, so I said, look, you got to focus here. Now, I want you both to think. Uh-oh, come back. Whoa. Uh, we're thinking. We no, felt hit, it. I, you you got, really, we, you got I, us thinking. So, so uh, let me get my hands out of the way. Sorry about all this. It's what so, happens. We're all so at I, home. It's this so what quarantine I, so, crazy lifestyle, I Terry. <laughs> so I, I sat down. I said, okay, Rachel, you're the oldest. 
of all the things you're doing right now, and I'd been playing the guitar ever since she was three years old, and in bed I'd sing Patsy Cline to her and I'd play crazy. And she'd sing crazy. And she loved to sing. She was a big personality, kind of like me, just loud, obnoxious, just never meets a stranger. She's so funny and so talented. I said, so what is it you want to do? Really, can you tell me? And it's your dad, I want to be a, I want to be a songwriter and a singer, and I want to write music. I said, that's what we're going to concentrate on. We'll get you a voice teacher, and we'll take piano lessons, and we're, that's from now on, you're a singer. She said, okay, great, I get a voice teacher. Yes, you get a voice teacher, and you, I'll get a piano. So I bought a piano, and uh, piano lessons just didn't last long because she played by ear. She was amazing. She just sat down and she could play. So, we, so anyway, she said, that's, that's, all right. that's what we're doing. Aaron, what do you want to do? She says, I want to be a great horseman, Daddy. I said, horseman, huh? I said, okay, you want to ride horses. All right, we're going to get you a horse. We're going to find you a trainer, and you're going to ride horses. That's what you I love <laughs> it. We'll show horses. And that's, this what day, every, that's what every child <laughs> dreams of. They dream of having the support of their parents. I mean, well, as absolutely. much as anyone else can root them on, well, well, that's what I, matters the most. I don't know that that was right and probably wasn't, but I just admitted that it's very selfish. And to this day, Aaron, Aaron, the youngest, has right now over 19 world titles in riding. Oh, wow. Yeah, 19 world titles. Rachel ended up going to Belmont National um, uh, Music Business, graduated, wrote a song called What Do You Want by Jared Neiman, went number three on, on Billboard. Uh, she wrote another song that was number one in Australia. Um, and often running on a music career, her husband got killed and took her life out of her. And she moved back here to Texas. And I talked to her yesterday uh, about her music. And she's so fired up. She went to Nashville. She's now finished writing all these songs. She recorded them. It's in an album form. And now her love for her music is back. She lost her passion. The thing at the racetrack was to give her confidence because man, can she sing? And I, so she thought that day I was going to sing um, God Bless America with her. And so I let her believe I was going to sing God Bless, God Bless. She thought, okay, Deb, we'll rehearse. And then she's like, okay, what key you want to sing? And so, all right, but, so we rehearsed God Bless America. So we did it. And, and then when we got there that morning, I, <clears throat> I can't do it. <gasps> I can't sing, you baby. Yeah, and she got up there and knocked it out of the park. And yes, now, she did. God bless her. She is, she is a different person. She's so happy. She's so jacked up about her music again. She's been writing songs like crazy. Uh, I talked to her, and it looks like she's probably going to move back to Nashville. She made her connections. She's got a publishing deal. Uh, I am so excited. So that's what my two girls do. And I know, I know I talk way too much, but that's no, how, we love that's, it how and that's how the NASCAR thing, that's what that was all about was to set her up. We <laughs> love it. And you know, I'm, I'm glad that you bring that up. And although it's, you know, a little bit of a more somber topic, it's, it's something that's happening right now to a lot of people with quarantine. It's, yeah. it's affecting them. A lot of people haven't experienced this isolation before. And a lot of people are going to have to find their happiness again. And it's, it's something very real. It's something that a lot of, a lot of people have lost loved ones throughout this time. And 
everybody needs to heal and it's kind of hard to heal on your own. So that's beautiful that she has your support and she's able to do that with you guys because yeah, like you said, you know, you got to trickle a little bit there, but, well, but she got back up on the stage and she's doing her thing. She was petrified. You know, what's really great. Uh, I got up this morning right before we did this and I told my wife, I thought I got to cough. I got to wake up here. I'm going to go back to my office where I had my phone plugged in. And when I clicked on messages, there was a message from her and it says, I love you, daddy. And, and when she says, when she says, daddy, as most fathers will have, have experienced or are going to, if they have girls is that daddy is the most passionate um, word that they'll use. That's when they're extremely serious. Dad, no. Daddy, daddy is serious, yeah. and that made me feel really good. You're gonna make me tear up over here. Don't Lost tear up. Lost my dad a few years back, but yeah. but yet I always just say daddy's girl over here. <laughs> True. You know that's how it is. But okay, let's get back to this quarantine chat. You're going quarantine crazy. What's happening over there? <laughs> Are you okay, Terry? <laughs> well, I am okay. Um, of course, we do all the you know, social distancing as best we can. We're stuck here on a ranch uh, and everybody here has been tested. Uh, we're all good. All the people that work for us are good. Um, my wife and I, as I told you, went on a 10 day, 11 day trip and we were in, um, just the two of us and we had our mask on. Even gotten a couple of, <laughs> a couple, a little trouble a couple of times because we asked people, so why, why aren't you wearing your mask? Oh. And uh, the, react, the response is not printable. Uh, they didn't uh -huh. know who we were. They didn't know who we were because we had our mask on. Uh, even the one like guy. It? I, I uh, want to ask you that. You know, you're you're somebody that a lot of people recognize. Well, have I have you a been hat enjoying on. wearing a mask? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't like wearing it, but right now we have to wear it, and That's it's right. necessary. And uh, uh, Tammy and I both got tested. We're getting matter of fact, we're going to be tested again. Um, but it has been difficult. Uh, we stay away from crowds, um, but we live on a ranch. We have wide open spaces here. Yeah, 700 so, acres over there, you're, you're fine. Yeah, yeah we're good. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit about a story that I heard that really just caught my attention. I come from very humble beginnings, Terry, and I like to think of myself as a hard worker, and, and I'm hoping, you know, that work will get me to the dreams that I have. And I feel like you're a great example of that. I want to ask you about the story I heard of Coca-Cola. You were uh, driving across from Louisiana to Tallahassee with your brother. And you guys That's were true. stopping at some hotels, but I don't understand because I feel like it's something that I might not be able to comprehend. Okay. It, that right. It's something that it's not happening now. What is this about you guys getting sodas? And getting right. money from them. How does that right. work? Okay. Well, first of all, I'm soon to be 72. Okay. So if you if you go back 50, 52 years, uh, you could take an empty Coca-Cola bottle and turn it into a store, and they would give you a nickel. Okay. Okay. Now we 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 come from humble beginnings, and I was transferring to Florida State University because Louisiana Tech switch coaches and the coach they were bringing in was a coach out of a school that was predominantly a running coach and I went to Louisiana Tech because our coach 
their coach IA was a passing coach, and that's why I went there. I transferred, was in the process of transferring to Florida State, but didn't have any money. And so I was driving to Tallahassee to um, meet with everyone at uh, Florida State, uh, but we didn't have any money. So my brother and I, he had a, he had, my brother actually had a car. He saved money. I couldn't save money. I didn't make any money. So anyway, we were driving, we didn't have any money. And so we would pull in and at these uh, hotels along the way. And uh, quite honestly, I hate to say this now, but we'd go in and raid their, their, their uh, Coca-Cola machine because off to the side would be racks of empty Coca-Cola bottles. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I'm going to get arrested here. But no, we would they get, won't find we you. Would, <laughs> we, would get, we would get 15 or 20 Coca-Cola bottles and go to another hotel, get 15 to 20 Coca-Cola bottles. Then we would go and sell them and we'd get the cash. And when we would get the cash, that gave us gas money. And back then, you have to understand, a hamburger and French fries and moss were nothing. Oh. Uh, you know, you could, you could get a hamburger. You could get a McDonald's burger when it first came out for a nickel. And so um, that's how we got across the country was um, stealing Coca-Cola bottles. <laughs> you were not stealing. You were recycling. We call that going green now, oh, you know? Oh, my God. We all recycle. <laughs> I'm not, hey, by the way, very few people know that story. I know very I did few, my homework. I found few. it, Terry, and it was one of my favorites. <laughs> it's it's I feel like it's something I'm not even joking around with you. We would have done when we were little. I was um you know, I'll confess here, I was eating one of these this morning. Rice Krispie Street. I used to sell these for what was it, fifty cents or two for a dollar? I'm trying to remember when I was little. I was a little hustler. I was out there selling my yeah. rice krispie street. Now be careful and, how you say that now. <laughs> Yeah. I was a little girl. I was oh trying to God. make some extra money, and and yeah, I'd be doing very similar things to what you were doing, Terry. So that that was one of my favorite stories. Yeah. Ryan, tell us you have a story. Come on, join us. Make I don't know that I can match any of those, but I, I, the one part of that story that stands out to me, Terry, I had no idea that you were thinking about transferring to my alma mater, Florida State. Yeah. Something oh, I never is that about. right? Yeah, oh, wow. I'm a Florida yeah. State guy. Yeah, Sean, let me tell you what happened when I got there. They told me to call him. The athletic director did. So I went into a phone booth and got the number. And when I called him, uh, tell him that I was here, you know, I was coming in for spring ball and get into classes. Um, the AD said, uh, you got to go back. We can't, we can't talk with you. We can't deal with you. Um, your school's going to fire, file tampering charges. And that's uh, <laughs> I drove all the way to Tallahassee, Florida to be told to go all the way back. And no that meant, that, yeah, that meant more robbing. <laughs> more that money. meant more soda bottles. No, oh, that meant man. more recycling. Let's call it recycling, Terry. That meant you hey. were trying to save, save the planet here. I did get caught one time stealing Coca-Cola bottles at oh. Louisiana Tech. We didn't have any money, and a friend of mine, Larry Brewer, God rest his soul, uh, we both were hungry, so we went and did the same thing, went through all the dorms, and we racked in, man. We got so many Coca-Cola bottles, and one one smart senior saw us and uh, knew who we were because we were both All-Americans, and uh, he, he, he wrote our name down in Larry Brewer's uh, tags on his car and turned us in, and when we got back, the police were looking for us. 
Well, if Coca-Cola is listening, uh, there needs to be a partnership here with that bourbon. <laughs> we need to have some bourbon and Coke. And, there you, and go. you know, you've been, I guess, promoting them since you were young. <laughs> well, who hasn't? You're right? their biggest fan. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. that story. You know, it's it's something that a lot of people can relate to, I feel. You know, we've all had those times of yeah. struggle. And I wanted it, I wanted you to tell us that story because I wasn't sure what was <laughs> happening there with, with the Coca-Cola bottles. All I knew is you were turning now you them know. into a yeah. Yeah. Now yeah, I was, get it. <laughs> yeah. To go, to go to go to Ryan's school. Dang. <laughs> only to, only told to go back. Boy. What a heartbreaker. What, what it, how the course of history might have been different. Well, I don't, you know, could have been, could have been good. Went to the right place and. The, yeah, for sure. I, supposed to fall. And they had an All-American quarterback at Florida State. And uh, he and I uh, played in college uh, all-star games against, uh, together, actually. Who was and, that? Uh, oh, man. Remember? I'm sitting here trying to find out what his name was. It was Terry Bradshaw. No, 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 no. Um, I don't. I, I don't recall his name, but uh, I remember when we were warming up uh, in practice, and I went to a small school. He was a big All-American at at, a, at Florida State, and uh, so obviously I'm sizing him up and my talents versus his. When it comes to throwing the football, I went, "Hmm, this this is uh, this is not going to be a problem." <laughs> But uh, he, ended, he ended up starting in the All-Star game, and I played like two or three, I don't know, maybe more than that, maybe five or six snaps. I didn't play much because Bill Peterson was the head coach, Ryan. Huh? Yep. And so I went from there to the Senior Bowl. It was called the Miami. It was called the North-South game, which is no longer in existence. And I went to Senior Bowl in Mobile, Mobile Alabama, and Don Shula was going to be coaching our squad. And so when I got there, I didn't unpack. I didn't even check in. I went to the desk, said, I'm Terry Bradshaw. So, oh, yes, Mr. Bradshaw, it's good to have you here. And they had me in the keys, but I just put them in my pocket and asked what, co what room was Coach Shuley in. They told me, and I went up to the room and knocked on the door. He came to the door, and he said, he knew who I was. Can you believe that? And I was shocked. I opened up the door and said, Terry, Terry, come on in, come on in. Had his whole coaching staff and his wives were in there, and this is Terry Bradshaw, this guy's this, and he's that. And I'm like, this guy knows all about me. Are you kidding me? So I said, coach, I'm sorry. I don't mean, I mean, I was just naive, no social, no, knew nothing, nothing about re reporters. But I do, I did know that I was really upset that in Miami at that all-star game, I never got a chance to play. As a matter of fact, Ryan, they were talking about playing me at tight end. They were talking about playing me at running back, but not quarterbacks. I was steaming. And so I, when I got to, talk to coach Shula I said you know I somehow know that got him off to the side and I said look um I'm gonna go home if I don't get a chance to compete for the starting job I'm not gonna stay here I'm gonna go home because I told him what happened and and I said uh I didn't think that was right when I beat that guy out and because he was his player I wasn't gonna play and um he said what are you talking about? He says, you're my starting quarterback. You're playing the whole game. If you don't want to, if you want to come out, you come out. But he says, it's yours. <laughs> and I, I went out and was co-MVP of the senior bowl game. And actually because of my performance, that got me drafted first in the, in the NFL draft, all because of coach Shula yeah. uh, and what he said to me. So it was pretty cool. 
And Miami Terry, was never going to have a shot at you in that draft. They were too good then. Yeah, they were real good. Plus, they had Bob Greasy, you know. Well, and they would Excuse go undefeated me. two years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would be the opposing quarterback. I was in the yeah, AFC Championship game, yeah, at home in Pittsburgh. So, yeah, we could get going. We could get off. great team. Really, yes, yes, absolutely. They were, they were at their peak right there, and we were just climbing. Terry, they're saying about you, and I want to know how you feel about that, that right. you were the best number one draft pick of the entire history of the NFL. This is powerful. Well, It is, and it's, it's quite an honor, but it's based on, you know, obviously winning Super Bowls. Uh, and, and that's what you're based on. You're not based on today. We're in the, in, in the football we see today, it's all about throwing for 60,000 yards in a career, four or 500 touchdown passes, and maybe winning one Super Bowl, maybe winning none. And the way the system is set up now, it's, it's disrespectful to all the players that played back when – We only average 19 passes a game. Uh, so to be, for them to say that, and I know what you're saying, I've seen that. Um, and there's been a lot of great number one. So it's very, um, it excites me. It makes me feel good. It fills my ego. It's very humbling. Um, and uh, I'm very proud of that. I, I don't carry those things around, but when you bring them up, John, John, you, it, it It means something, obviously, it means something to me. Um, but more importantly, it just says a lot about the Steelers of the 70s, you know, and the kind of team we had uh, and the players. And, and uh, that's what makes that possible because you certainly don't do it by yourself. I can tell you that right now. That's <clears throat> never going to happen. It's kind of like the bourbon. It ain't going to happen just because my name on it. It better be good. And, yeah. and Ryan better do his job. Gordon and the whole staff that we have put together. Everybody's got to do their job. Everybody does their job. Everybody has the same goals. Everybody puts in the same amount of work. Uh, we got shot. You're saying that, and, and I love what you're saying about the team, you know. You had a great team in Pittsburgh. Right. But you were very, uh, you were young when you arrived in Pittsburgh, and you were not, oh. you know, when you arrived, the coach was tough with you. But you said that it make you became a man and a right. better player. Right. That's true. He was, um, I never, I, I'm, I play better for a coach that's very, that's, uh, that pats me on the back and, and who lifts me up, who doesn't criticize me. I play better for that type of personality because yeah. I'm real sensitive. Um, and criticism hurts, uh, But the best things happened to me in my life and helped me grow and develop has been the hardline people in my life. And Chuck Knoll, my father, and Chuck Knoll, Chuck, my father was um, um, very tough, loving though. I love him. Oh, I don't regret anything he ever did to me to punish me. I deserve it. Chuck Knoll was just hard uh, to me now. My way of thinking, I, I was socially ignorant, um, never done anything with reporters, didn't understand big time football, uh, had big time talent, uh, very immature. Uh, I had to do a lot of growing up and it took me a while. I'm very slow about maturing. And uh, 
I know that though. I'm th I think one of the secrets to development by any human being is to understand your weaknesses, work on them, know your strengths, you know, let those flash, let those shine and then, and work on the things that you don't do well. And when he would criticize me and uh, the tough times he went through, I did not like it. I could not stand this man. And I developed a crustiness. I developed an emotional edge over time uh, to where I used, <clears throat> I used all the harshness to become strong mentally, where he couldn't hurt me anymore, where he couldn't, his words or his actions couldn't affect me. Uh, and that's, that served me well since I've retired. And, uh, but it was uh, tough, very tough for me to, to uh, couldn't understand it. And I didn't like it, didn't like it at all. I, that's well documented. I Excuse love me, how I honest my you are, Terry. I, I feel like there's very few people, there's <laughs> a very few public figures that we see be as honest as you are. And I watched interviews from you back in the day and interviews now, and you seem like the same person. And it's something that's very hard to do in your industry. It's something that a True. lot of people lose. And and what is it? What do you think it is? Is it because you're so close to your family? Is it the way that you were brought up? I think it's so <clears> beautiful. <throat> and it's something that's very hard for a lot of people to do. You know, I've always enjoyed entertainment. I love to, uh, to entertain. I, I don't like necessarily to, uh, like I do the Fox show. I don't like talking X's and O's. You lose the viewer. You lose them. Uh, you, there's always the, the football players that played in college and there's thousands of them. Uh, they understand what's going on, but for the casual viewer, <clears throat> they do not. So I tried to <clears throat> talking to the, talking to people through media is uh, one of the most enjoyable things I have learned over my years. At first I was, I would, as I presented myself, as you see me now, people would say, oh my God, this guy's, uh, he's a little bit, uh, you know, hee-haw and uh, so on and so forth. And but what it was, <laughs> yeah, but what it was was that I enjoyed their presence. I enjoyed the doing an interview. I wanted to, to entertain them. I wanted them to feel good when they left my interviews. It was important to me. I didn't want, I very easily could have said, look, uh, team coming up today they play a lot of cover four now as you all know cover four we have to double in tight end if he releases inside safety on the inside has to take him all over the field if he goes outside with a double over here but the back on the weak side is going to be in a lined up man to man now you all know that but if we do a post post in option on the back side with the x guy then we got a chance here for a big play what <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> over my head <laughs> who cares about that and so I always enjoyed entertaining people. And some of that was the perception is, well, he's a knucklehead. Quarterbacks aren't supposed to be like, even my own coach called me one day and said, look, you got to be like Johnny Unitas. I was like, hell, I don't even know him. <laughs> How can I be like him? Uh, then he told me you got to do this. And it was never to be yourself, be like somebody else. He wanted me, I was always laughing and cutting up in the meeting rooms. And I found that, if you're honest with people, if you're honest in, my, in our business, what we're doing with the media, they know that's who you are. Mm -hmm. Don't put on this air of whatever, because you eventually you're going to get caught. 
yeah. off guard and they're going to go wait that's not how and so i have always been the same i'm not ashamed of it i love making people laugh i love entertaining people and i don't have to worry about being something i'm not and then having to come back with a lie to cover that up and forgetting that lie and having another one and another one be who you are take it on the chin because you're going to get that i yesterday let me give an example I saw the Democratic, um, uh, heard it, I didn't see it. We were traveling and I heard Joe Biden mm -hmm. on, on the radio. And uh, I listened to that and my wife and I were driving down the highways at night, of course. And uh, when it was over with, I turned to her and I said, forget your political preference. That was a hell of a speech. I mean, I thought it was a hell of a speech. I mean, I really liked that speech. And, and I thought in this country, the way we're so divided now, uh, we got it. We, we, we desperately are looking for something to bring us all together and not keep us. We're just, I never seen this country so divided in my life. And it, it, it's, I, w I wish I could scream and run for president myself and say, look, we got to get our faith back. We got to get our honesty back, our integrity back. Character is the main issue. So on my on Facebook, driving down the highway yesterday, going through Colorado, I'm talking about what a great deal out of Joe Biden. I'm not a Democrat. Uh, I've been a Republican my whole life. Um, but I'm a, I'm a person guy. I don't care what the party is. I'm a person guy. And if I like this person, you know, I like his qualities. That's, that's who I'm going with. Forget the party. Uh, but I love that speech. And, uh, I love that so I example. Went, so I, I went on the air, I, yeah. you know, I did the little Facebook thing and I said, you know, da, 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 and I just got ripped <laughs> by all these people out there. And so I answered them. I, I went, you know, so I get back at them. I think, and it's just, it's just that if you're honest, you don't have to apologize. I Be agree. who you are. You can go mm -hmm. to bed at night. You can put your head on your pillow. You can go to sleep and you don't have to worry about, hmm okay, I got to remember what I said today because I've got to cover it up tomorrow. So going that's, back the a little bit that's the way I've lived. On what you said, I, I have a perfect example is, you know, I'm Mexican and American. I have half of my family in Michigan, in Northern Michigan, and I have my other half in Mexico. And within the family that I have here in the US, we have Democrats and we have Republicans. And I love them all. I love them all equally. And that has nothing to do with it. And I feel like people need to put themselves in that place. And when you meet someone, just think about that. They could be your cousin. They could be your sister, brother, whatever it is. You're still going to love them. You can still get along with them. Right. And like you said, they are people. It's, you know, you, you care for people just for who they are. It's not, it doesn't have to be so much more than that. And sure. I think you're a perfect example of that. I, I love your stories. And, you know, as we're wrapping up here, you have a birthday coming up. And uh, I do. what are you planning second. to do? Are you going to have some bourbon? What's going to happen? Oh, yeah, for sure. I have bourbon. I have bourbon every night. I'm not going to lie oh. to you. Uh, <laughs> my wife, I got to tell you, I got the most awesome wife. Um, smart, runs our businesses, runs our marketing. I, stupid smart. I uh, wanted to be a doctor and her ex-husband wouldn't let her be. I said, you want to go back now? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll let it's you never be a too doctor. Late. Oh, exactly. no. But she enjoys taking care of me. Um, she's the one, she said, I found this thing. What was it uh, called? Um, neat. I think it's uh, neat. 
was the documentary. And uh, we watched that thing all about the making of bourbon whiskey. And then I, we sat there. And so she's a neat lady. She likes to pour it in two fingers and sip on it. And she is good. She is so good. The first bourbon we ever uh, went and looked at and thought about, we were, we were going <clears> to <throat> get a barrel of whiskey and sell it and give it to wounded warriors. And I had a friend of mine that said, I can get you a, a barrel of whiskey. So he called and said, I got you a barrel of whiskey, but you can't take, you can't take it. You know, you got, it's got to go to a, a retailer. So I called David Stewart down in Sarasota, Florida and said, Hey, I got this barrel of whiskey. I don't know how many bottles are going to come out of it, uh, but let's get the bottles and uh, we'll sell them, give all the proceeds to uh, wounded warriors. So two years in a row, I, I, I sold 120 to 130 bo bottles of this bourbon, no name on it. It was just, we just sold it. We got a hundred dollars a bottle and we gave all the money to wounded warriors. And then of course my own bourbon came about and we haven't done that yet. We haven't done it again, but uh, we will. But um, my wife is a, the one that really got me to drinking bourbon neat. I always had it over a little ice. I still like it over ice, but at night or something, uh, Nice warm glass of Bradshaw bourbon is a good way to end the day. It sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to and, that, John. Yes, John, absolutely. Where's your drink? Ryan, what's that. going on? You got I've got the bottle. Like I said, it's it's early in the morning, and I'm drinking it. Amazing product. We're gonna promote uh, early September. Uh, your your uh, your Thank amazing you. bourbon on Grape Stars. Um, we just finished a promotion with the King of Country Music, George Strait. Uh, with this tequila, yeah. uh, what a great man! The team behind the company, also. And speaking of the team, Ryan, you know, I, I love your guts um, in the and, and your entrepreneurship to go and find the best. You know, um, how how did it happen? When did you wake up one day and say, you know what, I want to create some alcohol, and I'm going to call Terry Bradshaw? So you know, my my journey kind of began. 26 years ago when I graduated from from college in Tallahassee <clears throat> I got into the liquor business so I, I've been in the liquor business for a quarter of a century now as my partner likes to point out um, and so I've had connections with suppliers and distributors and manufacturers and dry goods people and we just kind of all brought it together when we were when we were developing this company and really I, I think there's, there's a couple of elements that really stand out. And that is our partnership with the Green River Distillery. Um, they do a fantastic job. We, we would not have the product we have if it weren't for Jacob Call, the master distiller, and all their group at Green River. Um, and we put a lot, of, a lot of time into the design and, and what the package is going to look like, what it's going to taste like. Um, <clears throat> you know, when we came up with the idea to bottle it at 51.9% to uh, uh, alcohol to reflect Terry's passing completion rate, just a, a little nod to Terry and, you know, the, the Roman numerals for the Super Bowl, all those little things. Um, we put a lot of work in it. it. It took us a year and a half from the time we decided that we were going to green light it to the time that we were bottling it. And there wasn't a, a, a moment or an hour that went by that somebody on our team wasn't working to, to produce what you have in your hand there. Um, but I just want to say a little bit about you guys and, and Grape Stars. You know, Terry, you're talking about a team. 
you know, we've, we've had a, a really good team in, in place. And to use a football analogy, we've got a lot of people blocking and tackling at the, at the uh, distributor level. We've got you as the chairman and a quarterback and, you know, folks like me and Brett that are on the executive team. But Grape Stars is kind of like that nimble wide receiver. You know, they're going to give us an opportunity to reach people on a direct to consumer online basis that we have not had before. We've kind of dabbled in online, um, but their, their app is going to give us a, a really strong weapon on offense. Beautiful, the way you talk. Hey, John, John, I want to, I want to explain something to you that's really cool. Uh, when we brought the bottle and they set it down in front of me and I looked at it, as a matter of fact, when, when I went to Green Rivers, I actually put some of the Super Bowl Roman numerals, the ones on the bottle on the neck, I put some of those on myself. I had an idea while I was doing it. I said, I'm going to put one on upside down. <laughs> but we did have a promotion behind it, but I was going to put one on upside down and come out later with the marketing. Because I kept all the bottles. I got all my bottles of bourbon, every one of them that I've drunk. I've got every one of them. I'm not getting wow. rid of them. It's too cool. But I was going to put one upside down <laughs> so, <laughs> and then come out with a promotion later say, hey, if you've got the other <laughs> If you've got this one the golden upside ticket. down, you get uh, tickets to the Super Bowl, all right? And I'm, I, I'm probably going to do something like that once we get out of this pandemic. I'm going to do something like that that's really going to be fun. But the 51.9 represents my completion percentage. And Jacob. Our master distiller. He, <clears throat> they came up with this on their own. Not, I didn't do it. They did it. This bourbon is a little stronger than most, <laughs> but if you let it, if you sit it down and pour it and, and let it fan the flames, then when you drink it, it is so good. But he wanted the 51.9, which works and works in, in our bourbon. But if I were 70% completion guy, <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to do that because you'd got drunk on the fumes. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. I thought it was brilliant brilliant the way they did that and that's kind of the one thing that uh ryan and uh, and all of us do is is we get a kick out you didn't know that john john did you you didn't know that 51.9 you didn't no, know I that. Didn't. See that i gotta tell you now, i did i did now, my homework there you go <laughs> now you know it's, it's just a fun thing to talk about hey tv but i love i TV. love yeah, this here hey, yeah this? that's the thing that turn it upside down wouldn't that be cool no, don't turn the bottle. Just the label. The, oh, label. the label. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. I could put we, the label. Our last. On it's put our on last, by. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> you put it on by hand. You put it on by hand, and it's, I, I'm going to deliberately put one on upside down. What, Ryan? What hey, got, hey, listen. Hey, the fifty-one point nine percent. That was yeah. me. What? Was that you? That was <gasps> me. Serious. Yeah. Was that your genius? Oh, was, I mean, you don't have to say it's genius, but that was me. No, what? that's genius. That hey, is. All the times we've been together and you never took credit for it, that's because you're a good man. That's uh, right. I didn't, I didn't know who came up with that. That's proud right. Of yourself. I'm He's proud like, of I'm tired of this. I'm going to get the credit. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> no, hey, hey, I just found that out today. I didn't know that. I didn't know I love did it. it. I thought it was Jacob. Mm -hmm. Good. You, well, right. Jacob made it. Listen, let's be clear. I credit where credit's due. It's Jacob's fine. If I turn the bottle, you know, and I hit the home run, <laughs> you know what it last podcast we did, it was with um, a guy that I adore, Mike Piazza. Um, oh, yeah. 
He's launching his own vodka this oh. week on Grape Stars. He's in Italy right now. Yeah. And um, what a great guy. What a beautiful career also. I want to come back to you, Terry, about one thing, okay? What's that? When you came back 20 years after in Pittsburgh, right. you were with your two daughters walking two daughters, the field. Right. Right. And you were very emotional and nervous about how people will accept you. Right. And when they start clapping and saying, Terry, Terry, right. I saw, you know, you had tears. Of course. Yeah. How did you felt? It was, um, I left Pittsburgh on um, sour notes. Um, I never held a press conference. I wasn't in a press conference. I'm retiring. I'm going to, I got to go to work. I'm, I'm not one that look. I don't, I don't do this in my life. I don't look back. It doesn't get, doesn't get me anywhere. Everything that happened in, in my past in football propelled my future. If I was smart enough to take advantage of it. Uh, and because of the way I left Pittsburgh with all the negative media between the relationship of me and Chuck Noll and me and the city. And that's my fault. Uh, had I been mature enough, I could have, handle that and and uh i didn't handle it well I, I there's a lot of things i don't handle well when i'm when i when i'm hurt you know i have a i forgive for sure but uh, i just don't go back to the area where i got hurt that's stupid mm -hmm. and uh right before i went down on the field i went up into the radio booth and i'm not going to mention the guy's name but uh he was extremely rude to me mm -hmm. and it I, I almost i almost took the air out of myself thank god my girls didn't go in there he wouldn't have said what he said to me if the girls going in with me and i went and i'm back here for this and this is how this guy does yeah and man it just shocked me uh but i when he said what he said it represented what a lot of people said in that city very hateful things and and then I went down on the field and when the Terry, Terry started waving the flag and everything, it, it touched me deeply. These, they're wonderful, wonderful fans. Look, you play well, they love you. You play bad, you, you, know, you, know, how, you know how fans are. Fans, well, hey, we, you know, it, it's, not a, it's not a surprise to me that Pittsburgh's the number one market for the bourbon. Um, yeah. Pre-COVID, I went up there and <clears throat> went around to all the bars and restaurants. And when I say all the yeah. bars and restaurants, I spent a week in Pittsburgh, and I think I hit just about all of them. And it's the, <laughs> it's the easiest job I've ever had as a salesman in my life. Mm -hmm. I just yeah. pull it out, and they say, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Got to have that. Got to have that. Yeah. Hey, it's just my understanding, and Ryan, correct me, but we just won, we just won a contest. Is that right? Um, oh my gosh. You're talking about the Sherry Lehman contest? Yeah. In yeah. New York? Yeah. So uh, our, New York, our, New York, our New York distributor sent um, a bottle of um, Bradshaw bourbon down to Sherry Lehman. Sherry Lehman's a big auction house and, and retailer in New York, maybe the biggest retailer in all of New York. And they brought, they have five bourbon experts and they brought uh, Bradshaw bourbon and uh, five or six other bourbons to a tasting. And I don't know what those, those, those other whiskeys were. They didn't tell me. Um, but Bradshaw bourbon was the unanimous winner. Tasted blind. They didn't know what they were tasting, just tasting blind. 
Um, and so I hope that they publish that, but I, I heard the story as an anecdote from the distributor that this is just happened uh, Monday of this week. Sounds like wow. the Super Bowl of bourbons. Yeah, it was, wow. uh, it was quite, the, the distributor nice. called me back. He's like, you're never going to believe what happened. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it I is different. It. Yeah, John, John, you're over there sipping on it now. It is. Yeah, no, I'm uh, drinking all morning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're going to get hammered. I'm but it got a, our rating with wine and spirits with a 91, which is phenomenal. So That's it's, the best it's of the best. definitely, it's definitely a super quality bourbon. I'm proud of. And once, Hey, listen, uh, you cannot come out with a new brand. We came out at the wrong time, obviously the pandemic and it takes my involvement with Ryan <clears throat> and everyone. And what we're doing is following up with distributors as best we can. Uh, at least once a month, every six weeks, but it's, it's hard. People can't get out and can't get in. We're moving slowly across the country in about 70% of the country now. Still, Ryan, having a hard time getting on the West Coast, which I get it. Um, but eventually, what I'll be doing, I, I'm very blessed to have a small little jet, and uh, I've had it for a long time. And uh, what I'll do is, uh, in between Sunday football and Thursday night football, I'll be flying to New Orleans, Austin, uh, Nashville, Knoxville, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and I'll be going to bourbon tastings with our distributors there in Philadelphia, in New York now. Uh, but I'll be working all the way across the country personally because it's, 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 you have to let people know one thing. My involvement with the bourbon isn't just my name on it and see me mm -hmm. later and send me, my, send me my check if there is any to send. Mm -hmm. My involvement is, is uh, I'm going to create this. I'm going to promote it. People have worked, people have worked so hard. Um, Ryan and, uh, set this thing off and running in, in the right direction and doing a phenomenal job, our little team. Yeah. And it's my job to, to go out and promote, 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 yeah. because my name's on it. And that's important. This is not something, you don't get involved with something that's taken almost three years. And, and then turn your back on it. You've got to get, you've got to put hands on. And I absolutely love, I love my product. I love my team. Uh, and this, and when, when I can get in front of people, I can sell it. When I get, when I come down to Miami and I see you, I promise you, <laughs> uh, we're going to have some. And when I get to San Diego, we're, we're going to have Ooh, some bourbon. Yes. So it's important. It's important. Yeah. Take the celebrity thing out of it. Well, that is a drawing card. I'm not stupid here. I know what I, I know yeah. that. But you have to put in the time. You have to work mm -hmm. at it because you can't be on television. You know, I've been on television 37 years, and at 72, you never know. Listen, you never know, do you? When Fox is going to say Peyton Manning won't come here, and we got we, we've loved you. You've been great for our network, but we need to bring in a younger audience or whatever. I, I get that. I have no problems with that. How could yeah. I possibly complain? And I, I want to have something to fall back on that I'm passionate about. Now we're in the horse business, we're in the bourbon business. Um, and I, I have to say this about uh, perfumes or colognes. I came up, John, John, you listening. This is important. I came up with the most incredible idea for a men's cologne. Since I'm a country boy, and um, Ryan knows that I'm trying to come out with a, a pair of pants, and I'm going to call them Bradshaw's <clears throat> Fat Boy Britches. 
and it's for fat boys. It's I got a gut. What? And what it is is you can dress up or you can dress down. You can work at them. You can wear them to church. And some call them fat. I'm going to get some but, of those from my uncle, but you, Ed. But you, you got to have fat boys, farmer boys, big guys. We got to have our own cologne. And I've come, since I'm in the animal business, I've come up with a really French cologne. You ready for this one? Go it's ahead. Ma, ma, nure. You know what manure. that is? You know what manure is? Tell me. Manure. You don't get it, John. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's so fancy. It's so I thought, fancy. I said, I, you know, it, it, it'd just be so much fun if I could just take a ma, manure, but make it French. Oh, yes. Manure. Yeah. That just, yeah, manure. I, hey, Ryan, uh -huh. don't you like that? I think I love good. it. But yeah, I'm, just, I'm just, I can't get off of you running for president. You know how much bourbon we would sell if you ran for president? <laughs> oh. Never mind if you won. Uh, yeah, well, I'll run. Uh, he would still run. got time, it seems like. Everybody else is no, jumping no, no. in. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait, but then I'll come out. What a but you, you, hey, listen, you might want to think about that, because if you run, you might win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I would well, vote for you, absolutely, Terry. They, there goes, you you got three off. votes. <laughs> there, goes, there goes all my fun. That's right. <laughs> oh. Hey, Terry, we talk about fun. You're launching September 17, I think, your show? Mm -hmm. uh, I forgot about the show. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, well, I, yeah, there's a good way to... And actually, my wife's sitting right over there. Hey, babe, didn't we have the Bradshaw Bourbon in the show quite a bit? Yeah, Bradshaw Bourbon. Now, you talk a great way to promote a product. We do have... Uh, it's a Bradshaw bunch. It's on E, Bravo, and... Yes, USA, and it's my wife, I, our grandkids, and uh, our three daughters, <laughs> and it's a show, it's one of those reality shows, God, we, <laughs> I, we were, something came on last night, and I said, oh my God, we are part of that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Terry, oh, Terry, before, before, before we finish this, this, this podcast on Grape Stars, um, I know you're a religious man and you know, you're a singer, a football player, um, you play in different movies. Do you think about your dad, how proud he is upstairs right now to look at you? Because, you know, we have you right now this morning and you're such a good man. And Ryan told us before you're gonna see, and we see you on Fox, but what a good quality human being you are, sir. I appreciate that. My dad, um, my dad uh, grew up in a broken home, left home when he was 12 and drove, drove a coal truck. Um, not, a, not a passionate guy. Um, just not one. But as he got older, uh, I remember I'd tell my dad, I said, come on, dad, you can tell me you love me. It's okay, just me and you. And he'd get all emotional and tell me how much you love me and how proud he was of me. And as he even got older, then it was a kiss. Started kissing me on my cheek and tell me how much you love me. Uh, I had so much fun with him. Oh, 
I had so much fun, but I've got a reminder of him because I have the shakes in my right hand <laughs> and my dad had them in his right hand. And we used to play tricks on him by filling this coffee cup full of coffee and watch him try to drink it. And my brother and I, we just laugh. It'd be all over the place. We're giving oh pea, peas God. and corn. <laughs> he'd shake it out and he'd have to eat with a spoon. And we would laugh. And he'd go, he goes, mm, y'all go ahead and laugh at me. He said, but gotta get you, gotta get you. Uh -oh. He'll get even. And he my brother, <laughs> my older brother, Gary, uh, lives in Sarasota, Florida. And we talk about this all the time. It's the God got us because we both, I can't even write my name. <laughs> I, I told my wife yesterday, I was trying to drink a cup of coffee at, where were we? I hop in some way out, way out in the middle of nowhere. And I couldn't even drink. I said, look, I can't even drink with my right hand anymore. I had to He's probably laughing at you. Oh, laughing at sure. you from heaven. Yeah, he deserves it. I hope he's having a good laugh right now. <laughs> but he, at, at the, uh, the last... 15 years of his life after he had retired and all the pressure trying to raise three kids, my dad really loosened up and really became uh, very uh, loving. He was always loving, but he became more demonstrative in his affection for, for all of us. And uh, I got going to my office right now and it's, it's all pictures of him. Him and my wife and my girls, I have hardly none of my mother, and I love her dearly. <laughs> uh, but uh, he is, uh, I think all sons want to want their daddies proud of them, you know. And he definitely was proud of me because he told me many times how much he was. So so I'm a blessed person to have, to have had him in my life. And what a great example. I, I think all boys say this about their dads. I wish I could be. Uh, I wish there was more of me that was like him. And I think probably playing pro football made me a little harder. <laughs> you know, had a little more edge about me. Um, but he was so smart. He put himself through college. At Centenary College, got an engineering degree. Um, wow. I know, I know what that's like, Terry. My faith, mom left yeah. her house at, at eight years old. And, and it's, oh, it's, eight? it's eight years oh my old. gosh. And, really? uh. And you know she lost her mother at that age and and left her house. Oh my and gosh! I yeah. I know what it's like. I know what you mean. It's you know it's it's yeah. a lot for them. And and growing up, same very similar thing. It's it's beautiful yeah. to see them come around. Yeah. yeah. My father yeah. my father worked at seven year old at the grocery stores. Um, it was big box that he had to bring. At ten year old, he was working with the milkman. At 12 year old, he was working on the big block of ice in Canada during winter, oh bringing this to different uh, floors. And uh, he was not rich. And uh, one day he said, you know what? I want to make money. And I think Wall Street is the, is the best place for me. You know, I'm a go-getter. And um, I'm not going to go in the deep, deep story, but my grandfather was the next teacher of philosophy, Latin and Greek. Right. And he was a doctor before. You know, borrow $2,000, give this to my dad. And my dad became a broker. And his first deal that he did, um, it was Velcro, Velux. You oh, know, oh my God. And the stock <laughs> went from 30 cents to $2 to $10 to $800. And my dad became millionaire at 21 year old, oh, coming Velcro. from nothing. Damn. Beautiful. And I short the story, but we were, we were yeah. educated with and down but there's no problem okay if yeah. there's love 
if mm -hmm. there's respect and like Rocky Balboa, never yeah. stop, okay? Yeah. And he, mom and dad educate us, you know, with so much beautiful values. And, yeah. um, you know, I love our podcast this morning. As usual, you know, it's very deep, deep, deep. It's not only about business and life, like you said. Yeah. Um, I want to thank Ryan. Ryan, yes. I connect with you. Uh, you believe in me and my team and my, you know, my brother and Grape Stars, um, yeah. Mr. Bradshaw, um, you know. Terry. It, Terry, it cannot be, you know, as, as a young man, you, we look at TV and we look at these stars and today talking to you, it's such an honor. You know, I'm yeah. sure my dad and my, your dad, my dad, my mom, Elvis Presley, Marlon Monroe, <laughs> name it, Frank Sinatra. They have a huge party looking at us oh, right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And well, I, we're going to send them a bourbon, the Bradshaw bourbon. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. It's been fun. Great Stars is going to be a great relationship. Uh, we're so excited about it. So it's such an important part of uh, basically our, of, our, our, of our promotion, part of our mm -hmm. um, uh, marketing. Uh, it's very important to be tied in with the right people that can touch the, touch the market in a good way. Cause this, this is a good, honest bourbon. It's, uh, and it needs relationships. And, and I think Ryan will tell you that we all get so close. And I think today for me, it's just great to see the faces of the folks that I'm going to be working with for many years. And so thank you so much. God bless your families. Our honor. And uh, thanks so much for having having me on and uh, i know ryan feels the same way cheers to that <laughs> coffee <laughs> that's right thank you terry for being with thank us you. it's been an honor thank we you. appreciate it have thank a beautiful you. day and i'm sure we you will too. see you again soon well don't yes. forget manure manure i can smell it already <laughs> oh it's going to be beautiful Bye, everyone. Bye, Ryan. Thank you for being with us, Ryan. We really appreciate it. What a beautiful I, moment. No. I know. I know. I think it was a very, very special interview. It was, hey, listen, it was emotional as usual. It was, it was fun. Uh, it was fun. Now he finished with his perfume. <laughs> it was great. He didn't get it at first, John. John. No, look, I speak French. First, I got a process. And I've been drinking, you know, his bourbon at uh, 9 a.m. in the morning, starting to get drunk. Wow, this is powerful. The first sip, I just, <laughs> shit. Do I still have my teeth? <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. Something's missing there, John John. Yeah. You know, I love it. I thought you got it at first. And then, <laughs> no, I you're the Frenchman. I, I love the idea. I mean, hey, we'll sip on some bourbon and spray on some manure. Ooh, yeah. I wonder what, what do you that think? smells like. John, John, for our viewers, our yeah. listeners, in the beginning of the show, we promised them a surprise, as usual. And I think it's time to deliver. I mean, if that interview wasn't as much as a surprise as it was to yeah. me, it really went places yeah. that, that I didn't expect. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. So, let's so tell me, Five, tell four, me. Three. No, no, no. This is it. This is this is the show, John John. Where are you go? No more no more bourbon for you, okay? Let's stop the bourbon on your side. Let's Good. tell our listeners and viewers what's the surprise for today. Okay. The surprise is very simple. Okay. Um we're it's gonna you. offer <laughs> we're gonna offer the bourbon of Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. Okay. And um 
Oh, hold Everybody on. Let's... needs to go at info at grapestars.com. Take a screenshot. Send us an email, okay? Yes. And say, hey, guys, I watch your podcast. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Okay. So let me remind our viewers and listeners what John John's saying is you need to download the Grape Stars app. You need to take a screenshot. You don't have to purchase anything. Do not worry. No purchase necessary. All the fine print, you know. No purchase necessary. All you have to do is download, take a screenshot, send it to us at info at grapestars.com. You see it right here, and we're going to post it. So all you have to do is send us a screenshot, and you can get in. We're barely getting started here, guys. So your probability of winning is pretty high up there. We really appreciate everyone watching. So anyone that is watching, you can join in on that. We're always doing a giveaway. So listen to every episode. If you haven't listened to the other ones, go listen, submit for those two. Just take a screenshot and say which one you're submitting for. So right now, this one would be your screenshot for the bourbon. The, the other one is your screenshot for the vodka with Mike Piazza. I mean, we have amazing interviews and everyone watching, everyone listening can win. You know what, John John? It's award winning. This thing's, we need to go get that title because this bourbon just took it to another level with what they told us there, that blind competition they won. Yeah. This is award winning bourbon. Yes, it is. It is. And what I love is that he put this four Super Bowl on the bottle, and I the percentage is 51.9, which yeah. was the percentage of all his passes uh -huh. during his career. This is brilliant. This is marketing I, I at love, its best. I love the idea of flipping it. It's like Willy Wonka. Who gets the golden ticket? Maybe he can send a few of those bottles out when he says that they get yeah. those Super Bowl tickets for the next Super Bowl. I'm sure that he'll be back on to tell us when that actually happens. It was really exciting to have him. It was, it was beautiful to listen yeah. to those stories that I feel our listeners haven't heard before. He even said it. I haven't told that yeah. story many times. A lot of people didn't know a lot of these yeah. stories. So it's going to be some very juicy content. As I always said, it's mm -hmm. not only about business, you know, no? this morning we talk about family. We talk about, you know, his beautiful career. We mm -hmm. talk about, you know, his promotion that he's doing on, mm -hmm. on E, I think. I'm not yes. sure about the channel. It is um, and, and he's really a family man. Wow. What a great guy. He takes it a to legend level. on our show. Yes, no, icon, like you said, he's so much more than a celebrity. And he's overall just a good human being, just like he says. In the end, that's what matters, just to be a good person. I think with that, cheers, John John. Just, just bring up your glass. Don't drink anymore, okay? Just Why not? <laughs> let's just do this. We'll do a little sip, because if not, it's bad luck, right? Great podcast. See you later, guys. Thank you for watching. We had a great time. <laughs>